Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many blessings you pour upon us each and every day. And help us now as we get back into your word to understand it and apply it in the right way. Thank you oh so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of made to Z in the word hell, if you will turn to 2 Thessalonians in chapter 1. And this is a, a letter of Paul to the church at Thessalonica. And here he addresses it right from the very beginning in chapter 1. It reads, Paul and Silvanius and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way he says, Lord Jesus Christ, complete title and name. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. He's getting into the subject of how the Lord is going to judge everyone, and that those that are doing the work of the Lord, the will of the Lord, are the righteous, and they will be counted worthy of the kingdom, but also those that are unrighteous or going against those that are righteous will suffer. You see, and it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That vengeance, that judgment is what hell is all about. Verse 8 again, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. That is speaking of hell. That is speaking of the eternal place of torment for those that reject Jesus Christ, those that turn against God, those that are lost. Alright, now turn on over to chapter 2. Picking it right up here in Second Thessalonians in chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. What was going on was there was some false teaching that was being spread around Thessalonica and the teaching was that the people had already missed the rapture. 
So there was a lot of concern that the tribulation was about to kick in. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. The son of perdition is the Antichrist, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now this is talking about at the midpoint of the tribulation, the Antichrist will actually set himself up as God, sitting on the throne there in the temple that will be restored. As he continues, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. This has been understood as being the influence of the Holy Ghost on the entire world. And when the rapture occurs, all that influence from all those individuals that are indwelt with the Holy Ghost will be taken away, as well as the presence of the Holy Ghost in the manner it is now. He will be removed from the scene. As it continues, And then shall that wicked be revealed, that wicked being the Antichrist, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming at the appropriate time, at the end of the tribulation time. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Because we know the Antichrist will be indwelt with Satan and be a servant of Satan. Reads him, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Those that are followers of the Antichrist, those that are Antichrist in attitude, those that we even see on the scene today, very prevalent around the world. They will be a lot more of them during the time of the tribulation, of course, as it continues. And for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. For what cause? The cause is that they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. They rejected the truth. They turned it down, like he writes about in Romans in chapter 1, those that have received the reprobate mind status. As he continues, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They will be cursed. They will be damned. They will be sent to the lake fire. Let's read 9 through 12 again. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Talking about the Antichrist when he's on the scene during the tribulation time and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, 
that delusion coming upon them. That's that same attitude that he records over in Romans chapter 1 about how he gets to a point where he's had enough. He just have at it. Go ahead and get in your sins, wall in your sins, and I'm done with you. Attitude that's shown right here. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Those that chose not to receive the truth. Those that rejected to the Lord to the point where he closed the door. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They chose to have their pleasure in unrighteousness instead of choosing to serve the Lord. It's a terrible thing. It's a horrible situation. But we know that it is going to happen. As he said over in Romans chapter 1, in verse 21, is because that when they, these are those that rejected Jesus Christ, knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And in verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness. So those are the ones that he's speaking of there in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 during the tribulation time as well. So this event of God giving them up goes on today and will be magnified during the tribulation time as well. But as I caution so many times, do not try to determine who has reached this point yourself. You cannot determine that when you look at someone to see how evil they are, you cannot say that that is a reprobate person. That's only for the Lord to determine. And if there's any individual out there that is in regret for what they have done or for what they have not done for the Lord, then they haven't reached that level of re reprobate either. Because when they receive that level of reprobate, there's no conscience left. There's no regret, no remorse, no dread and, and sorrowful repentance. None of that is left because the Holy Ghost is the source of all that. But that's gone and they are just pure evil. So it's only for the Lord to determine those and deal with those. So we need to look at everybody as a possibility of being saved and pray for them and love and care for them and do as much as we possibly can to help them, even if they're the most ruthless, bloodthirsty people like Paul himself was on his way to Damascus to hunt down more Christians to bring them back to Jerusalem to be slaughtered. And the Lord saved him. So if the Lord could save somebody like Paul, turn him into the greatest missionary of all time, he can save pretty much anybody else we could think of. So it's up to the Lord to determine who that door gets closed 
on and who it is left open. So let's all do what we can to reach as many folks as we possibly can before these things that he's speaking of go into effect. We don't want anybody to wind up in the lake of fire. So let's do our part to share the gospel while we have the opportunity to serve the Lord in such a way. All right, now if you will turn to Second Peter in chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2 in verse 1. The situation that we see on the increase, they were dealing with it all the way back then, and we truly see a lot of it going on today. When it reads in Second Peter chapter 2, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. These false teachers, these false teachers that are out there that infiltrate the ministry, as well as even in the secular world, we see a lot of these perverted teachers, these horrible perversions that they're piling upon the children these days in schools. The recent news about the pornographic storytelling books they have in these libraries at the schools and they bring in drag queens to make their little performance in front of the children and so forth. It's just a horrible perversion that's on the increase in this country. This country has really, really gone down the tubes when it comes to their behavior toward the children. And it is on the increase. And we know it can't be much longer till the Lord does something about it. Let's read that again. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. They speak against Christianity. They speak against the truth of the Word of God. They speak against anyone who points out the error of their way. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Their damnation. That damnation is speaking of judgment in hell. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overflow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. We have the records. We have the evidence of the judgments around the entire planet. But yet people ignore them. We said, Delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. 
There will be a day of accountability. There will be a day to answer for everything that you have done in your entire life. The only way to not be held accountable for your sins is to trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and get them wiped away, removed as far as the east is from the west, and be looking forward to heaven, not dreading and going to hell. I now turn to Revelation in chapter 1. We know that the book of Revelation, the revelation of the last days, was given to John while he was on the Isle of Patmos. He was exiled to that island, basically a prison island. And on there he was visited by the Lord and given this revelation for us. And here we see in chapter 1 and verse 17... Reads, and when I saw, the I here is John, the Apostle John. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Of course, that's Jesus Christ. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys to hell and of death. He has the keys of hell and death. He has been given the authority to judge. He has been given the authority to cast someone into hell or to bring them into paradise because he paid the ultimate price for all mankind. He bought everyone and in that he gets the authority to determine where they spend eternity because there will be an eternity for the lost as well as for the born again of course this eternity in the lake of fire is a horrible place it's an eternal death or internal separation from god and it's going to be a horrible place all right now go on over to revelation chapter 19 here we get into the vision that was given to John near the end of the tribulation time. In John chapter 19, picking it up in verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. This is a vision given to him of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation time. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And we know the Word is Jesus Christ, as John recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Reads, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, with which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So the spoken word of Jesus Christ slaughters them all, and the Antichrist and the false prophet were cast into the lake of fire, and then right into chapter 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan had bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut, up, shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Why is he loosed? That's because all the people that haven't yet received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, everyone has a chance to make that decision, to follow the Lord or follow Satan. So during that thousand years, the millennial period, there'd be a lot of people born. So they got to make that decision also. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Loosed so he can tempt those that had not yet been tempted by Satan. And all, in verse 8, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Isn't that awful that there be that many people that are turned against the Lord, with the Lord right here on the planet, being able to interact with Him and still reject Him, just as we saw the records of when He came to die on the cross for us. Verse 9, and they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Not a temporary place, but forever and ever. 
And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Everyone that has not yet received a judgment up to that time will then receive a judgment. There be the great white throne judgment to finish up all judgments. It means, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Notice that death and hell. They gave up all the dead from all that. All those lost souls will be judged at this time, as well as all those that died during the tribulation time and during the millennial period. It reads, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This is an interesting point there about hell. Hell itself will be cast into the lake of fire. So the place that is currently the dwelling place of the lost, that place is going to be dropped into the lake of fire. So the lake of fire is going to be a huge place. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Horrible, horrible torture for eternity. Different degrees of torture, because as I said, according to their works, what they had done will be looked at. They will be judged, and they will be punished accordingly. And then let's look at chapter 21, such a wondrous chapter. Reads, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God." And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That's what the born again have to look forward to. A new heaven, a new earth with God, and the beautiful new city of Jerusalem, and being able to be there. It's so much ahead of us. It's so wondrous for those that have trusted in the Lord. But then in chapter 21, verse 8, he brings up the subject of the others again. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The second death, second total and complete separation from God, never to be in His presence ever again, not even for judgment because this will be after the judgment, and they are cast into the lake of fire for eternity. 
horrible, horrible place called hell. And even that horrible place will be cast into that lake of fire and brimstone. That will be the eternal dwelling place for all those that reject and turn down the gift of salvation. So I, I urge you all that if you have not yet received Jesus Christ, please receive Him. Please ask for forgiveness. Acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord, the ultimate authority. Beg for forgiveness and to repent from your sins. That means to turn away from your sins, follow the guidance of the Holy Ghost, and be looking forward to that wondrous new heaven and new earth to dwell right there with the Lord. That's what the born again have to look forward to. But the rest are going to be cast into the lake of fire. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the many things we've been able to learn through this study. Help us to take that knowledge and information and share it with others out there. I'm sure all of us can think of some folks that truly need this message to come to you before it's ever everlasting too late. There's a lot of sin out there. There's a lot of perversion out there, and it's truly on the increase. Help all of us that are yours to open up and to shine your light into this dark world, to share your love so that others can see the pathway to come to you before it's everlasting too late, before that final judgment, before the second death, and that lake of fire. Thank you once again, Lord, for allowing us to be a part of your work. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you.